Hi, I'm Alvian Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. Okay, Douglas. Last week, we talked about having the crazy vindictive exes, which we certainly would never want to get back together with. But this week, we're actually going to talk about the opposite end. What happens if you have an ex you want to get back together with? Should you do it? Under what conditions should you do it? What warnings might you give people about doing this? And you personally have had this experience before. So I'm particularly curious about what your wisdom is on the subject matter. <laughs> I have no wisdom on the subject. I, in all seriousness, I think this is one of the hardest things uh, in a relationship to restore um, the conditions for a, a a relationship to prosper when it is founded. Because you've set up a kind of emotional muscle memory. And that's where you go to when things during those early days when you're trying to get back together again. Right. That's where you're likely to go to. And, and likely to read into every word, every action, uh, a memory of what transpired in the past. Yep, there are no blank slates. I, I'm not going to say it's impossible because I do know of at least one couple that was able to do that. But what happened in that circumstance, I think, tells the story. They went through a traumatic, and I would argue cathartic experience mm -hmm. that profoundly changed them both. It reoriented them and made them, I think, acutely aware of how important they both were to each other. Mm. And I think that set up a set of conditions that was so powerful, it was able to overcome uh, the natural inhibition um, that grew out of a, a long um, and, and, and fruitless period of of um, disharmony right. between them. What about you? Hmm. Well, of course, you know, I get to deal with lots of couples and lots of relationship experiences in my line of work. And the first question I would typically ask people if they're deciding to get back together with their ex is, why did you break up in the first place? Mm. Because depending upon why you broke up, what has happened that is going to ensure that we don't have the repeat of that same experience all over again. So if we broke up for, for instance, infidelity, somebody cheated. Well, the question is always, are you dating someone who cheated or are you considering getting back together with a cheater? Because there's a difference between someone who cheated and someone who's a cheater. Almost anyone under the right set of circumstances, the right pressures, the right pain, um, the right feelings of vulnerability and um, isolation could potentially cheat because we're designed for companionship. And when we are inside of relationships in which we feel more alone with someone than we do by ourselves, almost anyone could cheat. Not everybody does, but almost anyone could. 
But if you're dealing with a cheater, that is a character issue. And it is very hard to fix something that is ingrained in someone's character. There's this beautiful quote I saw on social media that says, there are some guys and women, to be fair, that no matter how bad the circumstances are, will never cheat. And then there are those that no matter how good the circumstances are, will never be faithful. Mm. And that is the difference when you're talking about the character issue that could be present. We all struggle with temptation, but how we respond to that temptation is different. So when someone says to me that I'm considering getting back together with my ex, I want to be clear. Are we, have we done anything to heal what caused the fracture in the first place? Or are we just going back to a place that is familiar, like an old blanket with holes in it? (laughs) Is that what we're doing? Because of our fear that we will be alone. And a lot of times people equate being alone with loneliness and they're not the same thing. You could be alone and feel very fulfilled and you can be with someone and feel completely alone. So it, For me, in counsel, so to speak, it really is an issue of what is the origin of the fracture. Yeah. And I think that uh, judging from both my own experience and what I've observed, there have to be some ground rules Mm -hmm. um, that you are willing to make explicit with the other person. Right. Because there is so much uh, subtle... Um, mind reading going on in both directions, <laughs> you know, interpretation, and without some uh, agreement that we can safely discuss what's really happening, that mm-hmm. I can ask questions and get answers, that I'm not going to get nothing. What's bothering you? <laughs> nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> or vice versa. I mean, this is not an exclusively male right. province uh, by any means. Um, that, that the two of you are going to be adults. You're going to sit down. You're going to talk about it. And you're going to be willing to listen to the other person, hear them out, come without an agenda, without uh, you know, a, a portfolio. Don't carry around the gunny sack of... And in, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago, when we were at your mother's the house, this list. happened. <laughs> you know, you have to be willing to let go of right. those things right. and, and literally make a fresh start. But I think the most important thing is, is that you have to be willing to invest a great deal in rediscovering the things that you loved about someone. Right. What was it that attracted you in the first place? Do you know what it was? Because we often lose sight of that in, the, in, in time in a relationship. The things that were fresh and new and wonderful about that relationship have become either expected or maybe not so fresh and new anymore. They're a little tired. And yeah, the bloom is off of the rose. Yeah. <laughs> the new car smell is gone. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we care about it, but, but there is that. You know, let's face it, the, the, you know, the first... What I don't know what it is, um, mm-hmm. but there's some period of time like the honeymoon when period. the honeymoon period, mm-hmm. right? When you're together with someone and everything is wonderful. It is. Um, and there's nothing that that person could do that would make you feel in any way bad about the relationship. Mm-hmm. 
But a little bit down the road, some of those things can become irritants right. or, or minor annoyances or even cause a growing sense of cause for uh, ending the relationship. Right. Indeed. So, so to put that all back together again, to you know, to fix Humpty Dumpty is no, <laughs> no easy thing here. Uh huh. And even worse than that, sometimes in terms of the being able to get over the things that had happened previously, the letting go of the past, is when you have friends that were around when things went wrong, mm -hmm. that one or both of you have spoken to about the details of what went wrong. And although you are over it, they are not. And if we want to put steroids on that, what happens when you've told family mm. about what has happened and you got over it and family never gets over it yeah. because they hurt with you and now they feel they need to protect you from that hurt and in so doing when you've moved on and you guys have agreed that we're going to start over the family is still frozen in the pain that you experienced previously that they won't let you get past that right they're giving you the proverbial eye roll <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking <laughs> Right, she's and horrible, you, or you, he is. A and you jerk. fueled right. that, right. you know, in that in those moments of hurt, anger, Absolutely. in the in the in the wake of breaking up. Mm -hmm. Now it's coming back and haunting you. And I have adult daughters, so um, I often tell them, "Listen, don't tell mommy that you're getting rid of him unless you're really getting rid of him, okay? Because if you're not over it, and you tell me." that he is a horrible human being, and then you bring him to dinner, I'm not going to be over it. <laughs> so, yeah. so now I'm, I was well raised, so I will treat him kindly. But every time he gets up to go to the bathroom, I will have a lecture for you. <laughs> so I highly suggest just as a general rule, if the relationship isn't really over, be careful what you share with people who adore you because they are going to want to protect you from yourself. Yeah. Well, there's a general maxim we should probably follow, but we won't, uh, 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 that says, how much should you share in general about any relationship with your circle? Right. Now, what do you keep private and what do you make public? Because everything that you make public can and will be used against, against you in a court future. of law. <laughs> Around a dinner table. <laughs> That's right. The court of law may not be a courtroom, but it's uh, it will preside it, nonetheless. It shall right? come up at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, I, you know, this, uh, uh, I, I think we, if, if I can, I'm not trying to speak for you, but I think if we could <laughs> sum up our, our, uh, uh, our views on this, it would be, um, if you're going to go this route, uh, go with some, some caution, caution and yes. go slowly, go carefully, go openly, transparently, Thoughtfully. reach out mm -hmm. and be willing to talk and share your feelings with each other in a very honest uh, way. That's another episode Indeed. of Love Life. And uh, in the weeks to come, we'll be talking about these kinds of subjects um, a bit more. So stay tuned and, and hang in there with us. We thank you for being our listeners. Yes, and we do. We want to thank uh, Barbara Hamley, our producer, and Todd Washburn, our recording engineer, and everyone who's part of our Love Life family. And we look forward to being back with you next week. See you soon. <laughs>